after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. After Buzz TV, starting place to the likes of WWE female superstars Kathy Kelly, Sonya Deville, and Zelina Vega proudly presents Women's Wrestling Weekly, the world's first podcast and YouTube series dedicated exclusively to women's wrestling, featuring all the latest news as well as interviews with top superstars in the industry. And now, AfterBuzz TV's own gorgeous lady of wrestling, TK Trinidad. All right, folks, like I said, we have nothing but amazing guests, and today is no exception. Please welcome the Bunny Slayer, fellow Canadian, and former two-time Impact Knockout, Allie. Hi. Oh, hi. How are you doing? I love that intro. That was amazing. Courtesy of Maria <laughs> Mononos, of course. Um, first off, happy bladed birthday. Thank you. So we have a little something uh, for you. Tony, hit that. <laughs> Just a little something something. <laughs> All right. So I was looking for something. I didn't want to do like the standard happy birthday. And then I saw them and it's like, oh, this is amazing. So, you know, happy belated birthday from us to you. Uh, how was your birthday? It was great. It was good. I had uh, I had vegan chocolate cake and it was amazing. Now, uh, you have, I have watched your uh, YouTube series or YouTube channel. Wow. You have a lot of content on there. I oh, learned yeah. a, a lot about you. Um, let's kind of start with the whole vegan thing. So you've been vegan for a while. I'm also vegan as well. Yeah. I find that in certain places, in certain places in the U.S. in particular, uh, it's easier to be vegan uh, than maybe five years ago. What's your feeling as far as traveling all over the place and all that good stuff as far as being a vegan? Is it easier now today versus uh, a couple of years ago? Yeah, so I've I was a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian since I was fourteen, mm-hmm. um, and I can say that over the last few years, um, like vegan options have become so much more available. Um, I remember when I first went vegetarian, there was like hot dogs and mm-hmm. really nasty cheese. Yeah, and the bacon too <laughs> was terrible too. The vegan bacon was ugh. No. Yeah, way. there was not a lot of options, and now I find I mean. I travel so much and I'm kind of like, I kind of know even how to get food at a gas station. I could go in and get, you know, a bag of cashews, bag of almonds. Um, you know, you can get hummus pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so things are much more accessible now than I think they've ever been, which is amazing, especially now too. like restaurants are a lot more vegan friendly and there's the Beyond Burger and you can pretty much find something anywhere. Yeah. And now as far as being like an athlete and vegan, too, I mean, again, maybe 10 years ago, that was I wouldn't say unheard of, but other athletes, other people in the industry was like, you can't, there's no way. And now there are a lot of athletes coming forth and saying, you know, they're vegan and you can still put on muscle and you can still work out and you won't feel tired all that and you get enough protein so 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was a little bit taboo and I think a big part of that, and I've talked about this so much, like, um, you know, I always tell people when other people are telling you what you should do with your body and how you should be eating and all those things, like you really need to look at the source mm -hmm. and see why, you know, people don't think that you can get the nutrients that you need through a vegan diet. And a lot of that, you know, if you look at, you know, supplement companies, the fitness industry, things like that, um, protein, 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 everybody's so worried about getting enough protein. And, um, you know, if you look at who's pushing that, it's, it's usually like these big supplement companies. Um, so I think it's really important to, uh, equip yourself with the knowledge of what does your body really need and, um, and then kind of go from there rather than listening to outside sources that may not have your best interests. For sure. Um, now your, your YouTube series or YouTube site, um, Congratulations on Impact kind of picking that up and adding that to their stuff because, you know, they, they see the you have a lot of videos on there. I was trying mm -hmm. to cram them all in. It's, it, it is beneficial. Is there anything that you don't want to share or is there anything that we'll start off with that? Is there anything that you haven't yeah. shared or you don't share is, or is off limits? Yeah, I mean, I don't show or share too much personal information when it comes to me like me and my my relationships, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, me and my husband obviously worked together on impact wrestling and we worked the Indies together. Um, so people kind of know us from there, but when it comes to like our personal life, I sort of try to keep that separate. Cause I think, you know, some things are sacred and it's so important to keep your privacy, especially in this day and age where everything is so accessible. Right. <laughs> so I try to keep that a little bit separate and I don't show him too often, just once in a while. Okay. And is there anything that you want to share that either is a too time consuming or it's just, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to actually put it on the site that you've been working on? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, something that uh, is really important to me is is speaking openly about mental health and mental health issues. Um, and that's something that I want to speak more openly about and devote more time on my channel specifically for those things. Mm -hmm. um, but they are very sensitive and they're very important. And I don't feel right just throwing up a video. It's something that I would I'd want to spend a lot of time on. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something hopefully I can get to in the near future. Nice. And now you do also showcase uh, your relationship with Rosemary. I saw the Disneyland video. Um, yeah. First off, how is she doing? She's good. She's really, really good. Um, she's coming along. She's, mm -hmm. I mean, in a short amount of time, she's really um, healed up quite well. And, and hopefully, you know, she'll be back at it soon. Very soon, hopefully. <laughs> and then um, as far as like the website, so you want to tell for people who don't know, I don't know why you don't know, but you should uh, tell us a little bit about the website that you guys have together. Yes. Yeah, so um, it's www.demonxbunny.com. And um, it's basically a, a hub of Demon Bunny. So you can find all of our merchandise there. Um, you can find, uh, we should have a, an updated list of all of our appearances, shows, things like that. Um, it also, our YouTube channel, um, which is my YouTube channel and is now also Demon Bunny's YouTube channel. Um, you can find all of the videos embedded on the website there. Um, and uh, yeah, we've kind of created this. Well, I say we've created this, but I feel like the fans really helped create this sort of special um, dynamic between me and Rosemary. And, uh, and now we have a website and YouTube channel and it's all sort of just blown up out of nowhere. It's, it's been really cool. It's definitely, yeah, it's the, the, how did you come up with the concept of it as far as like, did you start with it and then other people inputted ideas or? Um, well, me and Rosemary, um, have worked together, um, for a very, very, very long time. Um, we had a feud in smash wrestling, which is a company out of Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. 
so we had a feud there and um, it was it was a very intense sort of year. I think it was almost a two year feud. And uh, from there, we just sort of built this relationship. We started working together on impact. Um, so it kind of just all came together somewhat organically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're both very different people with both very different characters very different. Um, and together. It just sort of it works. People, we're like the odd couple. People, yeah. <laughs> people like us. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I, I That's why I think I like the combination because it's just so that, that if you haven't seen that Disney one, just see the Disney one and you'll understand. It, it's just so it's, it's such a unique and really funny um, kind of combination. Um, now, you have been wrestling for a long time. I believe you started in 2004, correct? That's right. So yeah. um, what do you think has changed in the wrestling, wrestling scene from then to now? Oh my gosh. Um, well, specifically, I guess, uh, I, I mean, I guess I'll touch on just women's wrestling and as a whole, mm-hmm. um, and the attitude towards women's wrestling has changed quite a bit since I started. Um, I, it feels now that there's, there's kind of this place that's been carved out for us and we're being showcased a lot more. And I think it's generally a lot more respected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say when I came in, um, you know, I really looked up to people like Trish and Molly and Jazz and Lita and Ivory and, um, you know, sort of that generation. And then there was this sort of like transition from wrestling and and there being a strong focus on wrestling to more of um, the modeling aspect to it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to knock that. I think there's a place for everyone in wrestling. But I just remember specifically having it in my head that I really wanted to be taken seriously as a wrestler. And I remember having to fight constantly um, to sort of be taken seriously that way. Um, Whereas now I feel like, I don't want to say that they don't like, we don't have to fight as much, but I feel like it's a little bit more accepted now um, as a whole. If that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Like, for instance, so um, we have like the May Young Classic that's coming up. Now, this is going to be the second seat, the second year of it. Have you were you contacted this year or last year for it by any chance? Um, actually, gosh, I'm so sorry. No my worries. Dog, my dog <laughs> he wants to put some uh, input in as well. <laughs> I have a wild Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> I guess this is what happens when uh, we do semi-live TV. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back. No problem. <laughs> my husband came home and my dog was very excited to see him. <laughs> As he should be. <laughs> um, so uh, the, were you contacted at all for uh, this year or last year for May Young? Um, I was uh, under contract with Impact Wrestling. I still am. Okay. So um, I was not contacted, obviously, for those reasons. Okay. Now, we do have May Young Classic coming up and also Women's Evolution. Now, somebody who has been on the show, a friend of the show, Gail, uh, was on last season for Women- Women's Wrestling Weekly. And she had pretty much said that the Women's Evolution is kind of all pretty much happened, especially with uh, TNA, now Impact. They've done a lot of things in women's wrestling that, you know, WWE is starting to do. Um, how do you feel about that statement as far as... Um, do you think Impact Wrestling was more of the leader as far as the women's evolution? Oh, ab- one, absolutely. 100%. I mean, the, uh, Impact was doing things and focusing on the women way before WWE, at least at the, during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, women were, uh, the knockouts were headlining and the knockouts were main eventing. Um, and 
whereas over on WWE, things were a, l- a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> And different. the women's matches were a lot shorter mm-hmm. and they weren't given much time. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I don't even really remember what was going on at that time because I was so focused on the knockouts. Um, and I remember when I, when they knockouts first started, um, thinking that, that that's where I wanted to be, um, because the women were just treated with so much respect, um, so yeah, I think I think that they were pioneers, especially at that time. Um, and, but but at the same time, I do want to say that I think it's really amazing and exciting that WWE um, is doing this pay per view mm-hmm. because I think that it shines a light on these athletes that so 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 deserve it. Um, so you know, it's, there's no bitterness when I say that you know TNA started it and WWE's do, like there's no bitterness no, there. If anything, fact. I think it's just good overall for mm-hmm. all of. Now, do you, um, with the, cause there has been a lot of press with it, especially with Ronda Rousey coming over and all this other stuff. Now, have you felt as, as a female wrestler, have you felt the kind of benefits of the press being put on the women's evolution? So for instance, I saw, you know, unfortunately Tessa got the belt, um, but she was featured in Sports Illustrated, et cetera. Um, do you think because the women's evolution and everything that WWE has started to do, all women's wrestlers are feeling the benefit of that? Yeah, I mean, I think that it would be silly not to acknowledge that, you know, WWE is is a huge company and there are eyes on it all the time. So obviously, if they're doing something so big and bold, like having an all women's pay-per-view, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to pay attention to that. So, yeah, I definitely think that it helps all of us overall, for sure. Now, like I said, friend of the show, Gail Kim was on the show. Um, also, uh, you had mentioned in previous interviews that uh, you, well, she started off at uh, Squared Circle Training Center, and then you followed. And then when your first matches was with Gail, um, now she's still one of the you know head honchos at Impact, as far as I know, still, yeah, yeah. Nice. Head <laughs> at Impact. Is there any advice that she's kind of given you from that point to now that you kind of use in your wrestling career now? Oh my god. Oh my God. Yes, of course. I mean, um, like Gail, it's so weird because it's, it's hard for me to think of Gail. Like I did when I was 17 starting in wrestling. Like I just, she was just like this, uh, like icon. How do I put this into word? Like, I don't want to say like an idol, but you know, I just looked up to her so much Mm -hmm. and then, you know, to step in the ring with her, um, at TNA and, and then, you know, um, to have a match with her at Bound for Glory, it's like, it kind of like blows my mind that this has all happened in such a short amount of time, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she offers advice all the time, you know, like she's one of the most giving, patient, um, uh, encouraging people I've ever worked with, male or female. She just really, really wants us all to work really hard and, and to represent the division well. And, um, you know, I just feel really blessed and lucky to, to be able to work with her. Like, it's amazing. Now, she did mention that she kind of not I don't know. If she said it helps with the characters, but kind of assists with that. Now, what I really liked or what kind of caught my attention with you is when you almost when you channeled Rosemary when you're going up against Sue Young. Now, did Gail help with that? And if not, how did you come up with that concept as is? Because that was absolutely amazing. Just seeing you like it felt like Rosemary incar- in, in, incarnated. Yeah. 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 Um, that, I think that was sort of like a meeting of the minds. Um, it was sort of, uh, it wasn't just one of us. It was sort of everyone kind of coming together and having this idea and they had approached me about it. You know, we were thinking of doing this. Um, and I sat with Rosemary for a long time and we talked about it and, um, I think it certainly helped me, um, to, I don't want to say portray Rosemary, but Mm -hmm. I think it helped me present that, 
um, so well because I know her so well mm-hmm. and I've worked with her for a very, very long time. Um, so it sort of, it, it was weird. It sort of felt like normal to be, to, to turn to turn into her in right. a way, you know, because I, because like I said, like, not only do we, do we work together at impact, but we worked together since, you know, 2007, <laughs> like that's a long, long, yeah. long time. Um, and she just put so much effort into, into her character. And, uh, you know, I really, really respect that. Um, and I wanted to do it justice when I came out with that face paint because, you know, and and if you're in the in the business at all and you do have a character you know there's a level of protection you have of over your character mm-hmm. and for her to trust me to do that was a really big deal so I really wanted to make sure that it came across well and I'm happy that it did now did you kind of like practice in front of her as like this is what I'm gonna do and did she give you some pointers or did she kind of leave she trusted you because you guys have known each other for so long she, she trusted me um she really trusted me to sort of to do it <laughs> she trusted me. and how did she feel when she saw it Oh my gosh. I think she, I mean, we were both really happy. So I think she was happy. (laughs) Yeah. That was a really, uh, I mean, next to the wedding, of course, uh, that was a really, to me, one of those like, oh my gosh, like, you know, take notice. So definitely kudos to you. Um, Now, I don't know if this speaks to, you had mentioned that you had started acting classes. Are you still doing that or? I am. Yes. Yeah. I just had an audition last night, actually. Oh, nice. (laughs) So uh, good luck with that. So did you kind of use those acting classes as far as channeling Rosemary? And then, you know, what's what's the game plan with the acting? Yeah. So I started acting classes back in January. Um, I found uh, an acting coach in Buffalo. His name is Frank Rossi. And um, at first it was just sort of something that I'd been thinking about for a long time. And I was kind of like, should I do this? And I was like, you know what, to hell with it. Let's let's give it a go, you know, mm-hmm. like, let's try it. And, um, I just really ended up falling in love with it. And, uh, I, I have an agent now in Toronto nice. and I have one up here, um, uh, not too far from the city. And uh, then I started doing stunt training. So I do that in Toronto as well. Um, so, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and I'm just kind of like, just kind of seeing what I can do, I guess. Um, but I have noticed, uh, over the last few months that, the acting classes have helped a lot with um, backstage segments and, and promos and uh, pre-tapes and things like that, which I didn't know if it would actually, uh, if that would actually help. And it, and right. it really has. So that's, that's been kind of cool to see. Yeah. I've noticed uh, the people who have been on the show, the ones who either said they did acting or drama in high school or they're taking acting classes. There's just that little bit of extra sauce when you see their promos that it's Mm -hmm. just like okay i I can i can see it so not you can see the acting but you can see the benefit of it um now you did say like before while we're off air that you are a fan of horror now if you with your acting lessons if you can just you know uh wave a magic wand and Uh create like the role the perfect role for yourself in a horror film like what 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 do you envision oh i would be a final girl 100%. 100%. Okay, like, so excuse me my ignorance. What what is, what is that? <laughs> I don't watch horror. I'm complete punk. I don't watch any of it. I'm very, very scared. Stranger Things um, is the only thing as far as I go, so please explain. I, okay, okay. So a final girl is the, the the last woman standing in a horror movie. Okay. So think, um, oh, you don't watch horror movies, but uh, like Jamie Lee Curtis okay. from Halloween. Um if you watch any of the nightmare, have you seen any of the nightmare? I, 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 I know of them. So I, now when you kind of pointed it out, now it makes sense. The person who's like the last one, is it like, um, scream? And, um, I think she's also Canadian. Naomi Campbell. Is it Naomi yeah. Campbell? Uh, uh, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Yeah. She kind of lasted, I think to the end. I think that's, she would be a final girl. Okay. There you go. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. 
So that would so be that would be my dream. Or on the flip side, I would want to be like the the quote unquote Buffy, you know, kicking the monsters' asses. Okay. I, I wouldn't mind that either. I like it. I like it. Now, um, another thing as well. Is there any other roles be, beyond uh, horror that you like you envision yourself being in, or any other movie types or TV shows? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because much like wrestling, when I when I started doing the acting classes, I wasn't really thinking that I was going to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I felt that way about wrestling, too. Like, it was never like, I'm going to be a famous wrestler one day. Like, I didn't think that way. I honestly just wanted to get good at it because I was so, gosh, I was so terrible when I started. Um, but now it's like now that I've got now I've got it rolling with acting and I've gone on auditions and things like that, like I would I would honestly love to do um some kind of sitcom or or some kind of comedy something like that Mm -hmm. um uh anything with like any kind of action movie where I can do a little bit of my own stunts would be really cool I'm really enjoying stunt training um that's a that's a tough question because any role would be amazing at this point that's Um, true you know (laughs) just be be grateful that it comes your way and it's you know yeah yeah that's totally exactly that's 100 percent. and I would I would be grateful at for any kind of speaking role at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, you, where you're coming from is, you know, way further than, you know, other people who are just like at, just trying to act. I mean, you have right. a huge platform, you have a YouTube series. I mean, that in yeah. itself is, you know, bounds in front of some folks. Now, you did say as far as your YouTube series, there's certain things that are that are, you know, uh, off limits and that's your relationship with your husband. You guys have been married for a while. What's uh-huh. uh, the secret? Do you have like a few tips for people who are getting married, want to be married, just relationships in general? Yeah. Um, I I mean, I think what makes me, you know, me and Jesse work so well, that's his actual name is Jesse. For those that don't know, um, (laughs) he, um, we're like best friends, you know, and I think that being friends first really helps, um, give a strong foundation to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're friends like above all else. And, um, we trust each other fully. And I think that trust and friendship and support and belief in one another, nice. it goes such a long way. And I think, you know, I can't even remember the last time we, we got into an argument. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. I know Like it sounds so cliche, like we never fight, but we're just, we're on the same page with a lot. And if we have issues, we just talk about them. Mm-hmm. I think communi- communication is like, I would say number one when it comes to relationships. So, um, you know, we're, we're about to celebrate, um, five years of marriage at the end of the month and nice. congratulations. Yeah. And we planned a little, a little getaway with our dog. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> so what it looks like on the video is just that like, you guys are just both accepting of each other. So you guys came to or are, are just honest with who you are and then you just accept it versus, you know, uh, kind of getting into a relationship and being somebody that you think the person wants. It's oh, just kind of like mean, you're just totally one, honest. One, that is number one. Like even I even remember our first date. It was like just laying it on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, Like I can't imagine going through life pretending to be somebody you know and um so yeah definitely 100 just be yourself man own who you are like warts and all you know i mean and like i've talked about on my youtube channel about like mental health issues and my mental health issues Mm -hmm. and i mean having somebody like him who didn't have a lot of experience with that at all and being so open to understand it and be supportive and things like that so important you know so i think just be who you are exactly what you're saying just uh just own it. 
you know, we're all a little crazy and weird. We are. We are. <laughs> now you did, uh, you referenced um, talking about the um, depression as well on your YouTube series. I watched it and you said that at one point in time you were just like in bed. Now, were you in the relationship at the time or was this prior to when the relationship happened? Yeah, this was prior. So this was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's weird because, and I'm sure if you've, if you've experienced depression or, or, you know, people that are listening have had bouts of depression or are depressed right now. Um, sometimes you don't know, a lot of the times you don't even know that you're depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I spent a long time, especially in my teens, not realizing that I was suffering from mental health issues. I just, I sort of just plowed through and, um, struggled a lot by myself and didn't really tell anybody. Um, and it all sort of came to a head in my early twenties. And when it did, it was, I mean, I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't even get out of bed. I couldn't shower. Like it was debilitating Mm -hmm. to be totally honest. Um, and it, it took a lot of, uh, it took a lot of work, uh, with a, like with treatment and, and a therapist and medication and all those things, um, to sort of understand, understand where I was mentally and what I had to do to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be completely lying if I said that I was, I was totally better and I feel great now. Like I still, and I probably will for the rest of my life, um, experience depression and anxiety. Um, but it's so important to me to talk openly about it because so many of us, um, suffer alone. Yeah. And, um, I, I have people, almost every day either messaging dming or even coming to me in person to to talk to me about their issues and how my video helped them or just how talking about it helped them feel a little more comfortable right so you know i just i feel like i'm sorry i'm just rambling about this but i I would just feel like it's just so 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 important it is i i think we're we're in between like two societies like back in the day you have the one where it's like you don't feel emotions you don't show the emotion you have it you know just yeah. And then in today's society with social media, it's like you everybody has to be happy because it's social media. So with that, it's just kind of like you're in these two where you're still still supposed to hide those emotions. And it's okay to say, you know, you're having a crappy day, you know, and, you know, confiding in those people. Yes. And I think I think a big part of it comes from understanding and having an understanding of, you know, just because I feel a certain way doesn't mean that, you know, Joe or Frank or whomever isn't going to feel another way, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And and I think that it's, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around if you've never, like, I, I don't know what it's like to suffer from, you know, let's just say schizophrenia. I have no idea what that's like, Mm -hmm. but I try to at least, um, you know, put myself in in their shoes of what that could be like, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that it's, it's just important that, that people, if you don't understand depression, you know, just try to learn about it or, or ask someone, you know, who might be suffering from it. Like, you know, because I think the more that we understand other people, then it can help us understand ourselves. And thus, you know, it's just, it'll just be a, I sound like I sound like such a hippie, but it'll just be such a better experience for everybody, you know? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to enjoy their their life versus, you know, the, the opposite? <laughs> now, is there any point now that you're looking back, is there any point um, during the Depression or before it happened? Because I think you had mentioned it kind of started when your father passed away. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think at that time there should have been counseling for you or what do you think? should have happened or if somebody was kind of going through that situation what you would do it's it's so hard because I mean at the time 
um, my mom tried to put me in grief counseling. Um, and I just was not open to it at all. Um, I was not receptive to it. Um, and a part of that is obviously because I was so young, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, uh, I was of the mindset that I just had to be strong and I had to endure whatever, I was feeling where I got that idea. I don't know. Maybe it was Mm self-preservation, you know, Um, but I, I was very stubborn. And then I went into this huge phase of denial. Um, And like I said, I didn't, I didn't even know it was happening until I was older and I was experiencing all of the symptoms of depression. Um, You know, but if you are, it's so hard, especially when it comes to grief, for me to tell you how to grieve, I think would be, um, inappropriate, you know, because everybody kind of feels things their own way. But I think that if you are suffering in any way, um, no matter how old you are, it's so important to tell somebody, um, because I didn't, you know, and thank God that I'm alive. And I, you know, I didn't hurt myself further than I did. And and I'm here today to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think just being able to find anyone, anyone that you trust and just tell them how you feel. And, and if you can do that, at least then it opens the door to, to potentially getting help or just getting it off your chest. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's a step in the right direction. And I know it's really scary to do that. Um, but it really is crucial that just, just, you can't suffer alone. You just, it's the worst place to be. So, yeah, I think just telling anyone, somebody yeah. that you trust. And then also, too, um, I, I haven't watched it yet, but the Robin Williams documentary, uh, they were several of his friends were saying they kind of noticed certain things, but they never spoke to him about it. So as a friend or a family member, if you see something, at least, you know, acknowledging that you're seeing a change that when that person or you're ready to talk, you know who you can kind of talk to, you'll feel a little bit more comfortable as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my the, the 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 catalyst for me to actually go get help was my best friend. Uh, she, I, it was you know back when MSN was like a thing, and mm-hmm. I was really upset over something very uh, minute. <laughs> it was not a big deal, and I was hysterical about it. And I, I remember she was the one that said, "I really think, I really, really think you need to talk to your mom, and you you need to get some help because this is." I think she could see me going down this downward mm-hmm. spiral. And, um, and if it wasn't for her, I mean, who gosh only knows what would have happened. So, um, yeah, definitely. If if you notice something, just make yourself available. That's all, you know, just maybe say something. Well, thank you to your best friend because she, you know, you have everything (laughs) you have now, uh, but kind of switching up a little bit. So, uh, you did three tours in Japan, um, Uh Now, you also have uh, Wrestling Canada, obviously, in the U.S. Uh, is, is there certain things that you've taken from those three places or traveling, um, doing res- wrestling that you've kind of taken into your wrestling and applied it to what you do now? Yeah, I mean, um, I think the biggest the biggest thing for me was um, confidence and finding confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a really really long time for me to feel confident in the ring. And I still have days where I'm like, can I do this? Do I know what I'm doing? Um, which sounds so silly coming from somebody that's been wrestling, my gosh, half their life. But, uh-huh. um, uh, so, you know, traveling, uh, especially going to Japan, that was my first, uh, international tour. It was my first time really leaving the country by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned, I learned to find confidence in what I was doing and, um, traveling all over the world has given me that. Uh, so I don't know if it's necessary to like move set or, 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 you know, actually like my work in the ring, 
it, it, for me anyways, it's always been a confidence thing. And I think traveling so much has helped build that up. Nice. Now, um, we did have a little three-way between you, Tessa Blanchard, and Sue Young. Uh, you huh? unfortunately didn't get the belt. However, uh, is there? Do you have any plans? What's your What's your game plan now? Because I'm I'm pretty sure you're not over. You're like, oh well, I didn't get it. I'm going to move on. I'm sure you have some type of. Plan. Yeah. Well, right now, I just really want to get my hands on Sue Young and and avenge Rosemary because that was probably one of the worst things that could have ever happened. Uh, ever in life so um uh that's my number one goal right now is is getting back in the ring with uh sue for okay. sure so taking her out and then taking out tessa that's right yeah exactly sue, simple and then we'll get to tessa sounds, sounds good. she's annoying <laughs> on so many levels but she's nowhere near as awful as sue so yeah. i gotta prioritize a little bit yeah that uh whole hand thing is very uh kudos to you for you know that's <laughs> interesting i'm like i don't know we're not doing that we're not doing that at all um now uh there has been rumors as far as um for evolution for wwe that there might be a women's tag team uh championship now do you foresee that happening in impact or do you think you're on on its way or have you heard anything gosh i don't know but i would love it i mean how awesome would it be if there was an actual team demon bunny there you go ah So, of course, we would want that. I think, you know, I think if if the fans demanded it and, um, you know, that we had enough of us to, you know, create a tag team division, I think, why not? I mean, it it happened before, so why not have it again, right? Yeah. And now you said if there's enough of us, do you, is there anybody that you would like to see that's going to, that should be added onto the roster? (gasps) Oh, my God. This is one of those questions that, like. I always feel bad afterwards because there are so many people in yeah. my brain that I just, I, I they'll understand. Like, they'll like, understand. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, oh, well, I like this person. Um, well, somebody that has been uh, working with Impact on and off for a little bit um, is Casey Spinelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came in during the Ottawa tapings. I think she might have been there for January and then just kind of like on and off. I think she's a fantastic wrestler and I think she works really, really hard and I would love to have her as a staple in our division. Um, So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that things work out and uh, she gets to stay because she really does work so hard. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is a tough one. Mm. Oh my God. Well, I mean, if she's the top of your head, then, I mean, that's, we can, we can roll with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's off the top of my head, it's hard, but I, I know for sure that I would love to have her in the division. So now, um, you have been wrestling for a long time. The great thing about impact. I, yeah. Cause you still do indie shows too, right? Yeah. You I do. do. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be at one this Saturday. There so. you go. Which one, which one? So people will know. Or actually, uh, it's yeah. uh, Defy in Seattle. Okay, nice. So the good thing about Impact is you can do indie shows. Can't do that necessarily with WWE. However, is there ever? Do you ever kind of think about possibly moving over there? Is that an option to you, or do you like like the freedom of Impact? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's a never say never sort of uh, approach, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would I would be lying if I said that I didn't want to go there at one point in my life. Um, I tried very hard to get there years ago. Um, and I sort of had tunnel vision for a while. Um, but now I'm at a point where I really love impact. I love our locker room. I love the division. Um, and like you're saying, I love the freedom to be able to, you know, have my company, uh, with demon bunny and be able to work different cons and, um, work indie shows. Um, 
and I really love the schedule is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right now I'm really happy, but it's a never say never, you know, there are people, there are women in WWE that I would love to be able to work with. Um, Natalia being my number one, mm-hmm. I've wanted to wrestle her for ever. Another Canadian, another Canadian. I like that's it. Canadian. That's right. We were, we were on one indie show together back in the day and, and I never had a chance to wrestle her before she went to WWE. So, you know, that's somebody I'd love to work, but, um, yeah, never say never, I guess. Okay. And then uh, last question, as far as, you know, Lucha Underground, they have a lot of intergender ma- matches. Is there anybody off the top of your head that you like to have an inter- intergender match with? Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's so many. Okay. Um, well, one, I'm uh, Matt, blah, blah, if I can, if I can even put the piece of the words together. Let me try that again. <laughs> Uh, M Dog Matt Cross okay. is a good friend of mine that I would love to work with. I've never been in a ring with him before, um, so that's somebody I want to say. Uh, uh, Brody, uh, yeah, Brody is another one that I would love to get in the ring with. Um, he's a friend of mine, um, but I would say like Matt Cross is up there. I would really love to wrestle him. Okay. We've never we've never crossed paths in a ring before, so I think that would be a lot of fun. All right, there you have it. All right, so before we get out of here, there's this thing where all we have rapid hot tags. I'm gonna hit you with a few questions. You say the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh God, I'm gonna be so bad at <laughs> no, this. No, you'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, Tony's gonna hit that music for us. All right, so here we go. So always early or always late. Early, always. Swedish fish or Sour Patch Kids. <gasps> Oh, Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Last person you text. Uh, Pepper. One. What is the one thing you like about yourself? Uh, my eyes. A celebrity. A celebrity you would like to meet. Anyone from the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> uh, last show you binge watched. Uh, the Fall. Uh, if you were a color in a crayon box, what color would you be? Pink. And if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Uh, a pint of vegan ice cream, uh, uh, a vegan pizza, and a side of vegan chocolate chip cookies. Boom. See? That wasn't bad. <laughs> that wasn't out- bad. Usually, usually I'm so bad at those. <laughs> See? You're, you're good to go. Now, uh, for you guys who are wondering, um, like I said, if you don't know it already, definitely Impact Wrestling comes on Thursday nights at 8, 7 uh, p.m. Central on Pop TV. Also, uh, your YouTube series, again, if you haven't um, watched it, you need to. It's really, really funny. Um, Allie's World on YouTube. Hit subscribe. I feel like I'm like cutting your promo for you. Hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Um, then also Bound for, Glo- Bound for Glory, October 14th, 2018 in New York. Now, is there anything else? Um, where can people find you? Is there any other promotions that you want people to check you out at? Yeah, uh, you can definitely follow me on my social media accounts. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Ali Impact. You can also follow me on Twitter. It's at Ali Impact. Um, and obviously, if you haven't already, please check out www.demonxbunny.com for all of your Demon Bunny needs. Uh, we may or may not have some really exciting stuff coming out, one of them being my favorite thing in the whole wide world. If you can't see it. It's coffee. So okay. check out the website. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, we'll have to bring you back when you uh, win that belt. And possibly yes. a tag team, the tag team belt, too. Either either one, whichever one comes first, we'll have you back. Because, you know, you are now officially a friend of the show. Just just Yay. so you just so you know. So and then when you're Canadian, it's even a higher priority. So because it's, it's what we, what we <laughs> do it. here. But thank you so much and uh, much success. Thank you. All right. Bye. So, such a great interview. Um, 
as you guys can see, I'm here by myself. So don't forget to follow all our hosts. We have America's Chocolate Sweetheart, uh, Evan T. Mack at Evan T. Mack, Sarah the Rebel, Sarah the Rebel. And then also um, on social media, After Buzz. Go on YouTube, go on After Buzz Wrestling Sports, hit subscribe, follow all our shows. We have a whole bunch of wrestling shows there as well. Is um, May Young, we're going to be co- um, covering that Wednesdays at 10. Also give a thumbs up for all those episodes, including season one, because we have a lot of great interviews there as well. On Twitter, follow us on WPW Weekly, IG Women's Wrestling Weekly. Um, also give us five five stars or better on iTunes. And also big thanks to Anissa at Anissa Bar for doing our graphics for social media. If you haven't been following us, you should. And then also Leslie, who also has been doing social media for us as well. She's been assisting Sarah because she heads all of that good stuff up. Um, like I said, oh, also, by the way, you can follow me at TK Trinidad. Uh, we know there are a lot of different wrestling podcasts all over the place, but we want to thank you from Women's Wrestling Weekly, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet, um, for watching us. Much appreciated. Until next week, ciao. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, producer TK Trinidad, and me, Mark Donica, your voice of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling, we ask you to rate and comment on iTunes, subscribe to AfterBuzz Wrestling on YouTube, and find us on all social media. Thank you for watching Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly. See you next week. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 